Minority Report. Minority Report. Minority Report. Minority Report Podcast. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to season two of our podcast, your podcast, our podcast, the Minority Report Podcast. Season two is here, people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. New season, guys. Welcome back. Yeah. If you see this man's hand movements, new season, people. (laughs) We're here, bro. Isaiah's here. Juan's here. Yadiel's here. And your boy Alex is here. Yes, I'm your boy. I am your boy. Unlike some other people, right, Yadiel? Yeah, you're not my boy for the, yeah. the second episode in a row. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, man. How are you guys feeling today? How are you guys doing? It's been good. It's been good. I will, <laughs> barring some of the events that recently happened, yeah, it's been good. So yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, get to that. We'll get to personal that. Personal lives has been, it's been pretty good, right? Yo. It's been all right. Oh, actually, I was, uh, I was going to tell you guys. It was oh sorry you deal. You good? No, I'm good, you know. I hit I hit someone with a no look pepper spray yesterday at the White House, so I'm recovering from that. Just... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no look past like Magic Johnson. <laughs> Bro. Oh shit. <laughs> no, no, no. That was that was definitely crazy. I was very confused for like Bro, at pi- least six hours. The pictures. Yeah, what you guys were talking, you guys were just were just bombing the group chat. I was like, Bro, What's no, Yadel was getting the news before CNN and Fox. I promise you. You know, would be like, bro, bro there's two people. There's two suspects on the floor. News. Uh, there are two spikes. Bro, so I was like, bro, CNN what? was getting the news from him, bro. I'm telling bro, you. It was, 10 p- it was 10 p.m. the other night. I was like, bro, I already know who's about to win these two elections. Let me go to bed. Bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Elections, too. Yeah. I was gonna, I was going to tell you all off, off record, but I mean, might as well now that we're recording. But I got myself a job, bro. Congrats. Word? Really? Wait, 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 wait. Internship. Internship. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. wait, what? I got wait, myself wait, a job. Wait. I got myself a job, bro. What do you get? <laughs> Same thing that you were doing, bro. Local congressman. Be working for him. Internship with him. Uh, I'm getting paid for hey, sure, bro? though. You're going to be working up yeah, in yeah, my, the Yeah, the intern coordinator told me, yeah, we can for sure pay you. I was like, bet. Bro, I didn't know Pedro went up the ranks. Which congressman? Vicente Gonzalez. Who's that? Oh, okay. Your uncle? All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's, uh, I think his his jurisdiction runs from the Valley all the way to San Antonio. It's like, well, you know how uh, gerrymandering is. What type is. of district is you know that? How ger- yes, you know how gerrymandering is, bro. It's from the Valley. Yeah, drawn them They're all it's extremely like, gerrymandered. It's the Valley, and then there's like a super thin line all the way to San Antonio, and then like South San Antonio. That's what it is. Yep. <laughs> gerrymandering is whack but yeah man i'm starting monday we'll see what happens my boss texted me today the coordinator coordinator he was like sorry for not getting in touch with you as you probably know what happened yesterday we're uh we're all here we're very scared and uh we're just getting our stuff together blah blah blah. i was like hey no worries bro <laughs> we're very scared yeah Wait, yeah he said something like, like that would they send you all the way up to dc no 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 i'm, I'm working from home working i'm working from the home. district offices oh from home actually oh okay okay yeah. But would you be working for the DC office? DC office, yeah, 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 DC offices. With the DC wow, offices, man. bro. Congrats. Congrats. Big moves, big moves, big moves. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see what happens, man. But I'm just blessed to have that opportunity because I was, I don't know, my mom was already getting on my ass. Mom, you're hearing this. I love you. Oh, wait, she doesn't speak English. Never mind. We're good. Anyway, anyway. All right, I feel like we should start with a recap, you know, what happened, the events of last year. I know some people don't want to remember them, but hey, we got to do it, man. You know, March, 
that's when it all started that's when it all went to hell actually november of 2019 i don't know if you guys remember that's when the virus first started coming up in the news and then from then on everything just went to shit yeah no March, one was talking about it at that point yeah yeah nobody was yeah. no yeah, one knew about well i guess they some people knew but i would wake up every morning from november to february i'm like man this virus ain't gonna get here then come February, Dude, I don't know about the virus back in November. Yeah, what? You did not so know about the virus. Every morning, talk about- I'd wake up every morning and listen, to the, <laughs> and listen to the Daily. Shout out the Daily by the New York Times. I'd wake up every morning and listen to it. Michael Barbaro, shout out Michael Barbaro. If you listen to this at one point in your life. Wait, and, and it was happening in November that he was talking Yeah, about in China. This? He was talking yeah, about it. Yeah, November was the first sighting of the virus. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and you're like, it's not going to get over here. I, exactly. I yeah. But then come March, like the next day after we finished going off to alchemia that's when everything went to shit we got sent off sent off home just like many other college students oh yeah that's when we hit uh spring break and then yeah bro it was never like a waiting back. game at never came back right during spring break never, never came, came back. back bro i remember man we're gonna get some nice ass extra days for spring break but hell no i mean you but, did get extra days <laughs> you got hell extra days. Yeah, hell extra. <laughs> yeah. Then what happened next? You guys graduated. Um, that's how you guys finished off your college careers, man. It sucks, but it's all right. What are you gonna do about I mean, that? The main thing about this with the whole COVID stuff is that it's crazy to think that it's been, you know, how many months now? Like nine, nine months. Yeah, yeah nine. 10 actually because march 10 months march is going to be the anniversary of the quarantine and this is for us for the u.s people in oh. other countries have been going on for a yeah. lot longer yeah so it's crazy to think that like you know whenever this first hit back in march for us we're like oh no it's gonna take two weeks no it's gonna take two months it's gonna be gone by yeah. october we just kept pushing it back but at the very beginning i don't think anyone really even the most pessimistic people I don't think anyone really uh, predicted the COVID situation to drag on as long and as bad as it has. Yeah, you know, I remember. Here and we're still on the on the very bottom of the, you know, of the situation. Yeah, I remember in March I was saying, "Yeah, it'll be fine by my birthday, which is in May." But boy, was I wrong. That was yeah. my original prediction too. But, it's gonna be May. Yeah. Then you guys, what was I saying? Yeah, you guys graduated. What what else happened, man? I mean, nothing. Just freaking. Um, yeah, uh, we graduated, and then after graduation, to be honest, everything was just a blur because it was just like being in between, either trying to find a routine, like just COVID has like took uh, every day, every single minute, like of our lives, and just uh, forced us to be like very precautious of what we were doing. Some people more than others, so it was yeah. just hard to see and then just like Juan was saying pushing it back kind of gave me like a new perspective on when this would end so I just wanted to like how what I think is going to happen now is I think the vaccine distribution is going to be harder than the the lockdowns I feel like in my opinion I feel like we what, in what very, way I feel like we aren't prepared for the distribution Oh yeah. In That's what ways, I, like how, yeah, like, yeah, but like, just just because of the infrastructure of certain governments, there's not enough vaccines, or the way that they're I don't. Be. I mean, it de- it depends on how many on who on how we're able to produce it. There's been um, 
advisors or policy advisors that have wanted to invoke an act that was like in World War II where it forces a lot of the major um, factories in the country to just um, massively produce vaccines. Mm. The problem is, is how can we produce them fast enough and how can we distribute them? Because what it's going to probably happen, it's going to be whoever has the most money, who is the most well off. So how do you have a system, a system where you can get people vaccinated to just to, to move forward to herd immunity? yeah i know i know well, for a fact that also... the vaccine the vaccine is in the valley right now already my cousin she's a nurse she already got the vaccine so she's she's good to go I there's, know there's a ton of go, factors that go into it as well it's not just like oh how fast can we produce the vaccines or how much is it going to cost or how can we distribute them i know a big thing that a lot of hospitals and clinics are going to are going to try to fix is how do how do you keep the vaccines because you have to have a certain infrastructure within the medical facility to keep all those vaccines. And I think that's actually one of the biggest obstacles. Yeah, like the temperature, for example, that's one of the biggest obstacles those places have to overcome. Um, And then the whole ordeal of who's gonna get the vaccine first and further down the line, who doesn't wanna take the vaccine that should take it? Because as most people have probably found out by now there's a ton of anti-vaxxers or a ton of people who just generally don't trust the vaccine for whatever reason and that's also going to put a huge dent in you know the overall effort to try to get everyone um safe from the virus yeah but i feel like going into it though like they already know like you're not going to get everyone but if we get what seventy percent? Is that a win? What what's a win in your, in what, your yeah? What's there, a win? A, you guys according book? according to what I've seen, I think they said if we can get seventy five percent of people with a vaccine, we're going to be moving towards herd immunity. So that's that's what I've heard is the goal. All right. So just basically leave out Mississippi, leave out Kentucky, Louisiana, out, um, yeah, Alabama, guys, of course. Forget about them. Yeah, they're the rest fine. We'll take it. We'll be straight. Uh, what's yeah. the U.S. population? 330, I think, I think also that's interesting. One of the interesting things that I've been seeing, which I think isn't covered, is um, the people that aren't going to get the vaccines. So, I think recently in Nebraska, they're saying we're going to cover all of the people that work in food manufacturing, except the immigrants. Which, when you look at it, we're going to have people that are not vaccinated, that might have COVID potentially, that are cleaning food, preparing it for people to be then shipped out, and you're not even going to protect the well off. So, the basically the frontline people who kind of sustained everyone through all of this might not even be protected through all of this, which I've found very interesting that they're making the argument, well, I think it was in Nebraska, that they're not going to cover those people, which is going to be extremely interesting how we're going to move to herd immunity without covering immigrants. Yeah. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me, to be honest, bro. That kind of what's going on in Israel right now um because israel oh, as yeah. of now israel is by far the country that's been distributing vaccines the fastest uh, right most effectively the fastest yeah. yeah i think the the last thing i saw was 
that out of 100 people, 12 people were already vaccinated. But, but. I think it's like more than twice. Say the butt, say the butt, say the butt. Chill, I'm getting there. (laughs) You know, I was just going to say like 12 people out of 100 is more than twice as the second country, which I forget which one it is. Um, But like Alec said, there's a huge asterisk next to that, which is Israel is refusing, allegedly refusing to vaccinate uh, the Palestinian population, which is... uh, Dang! uh, (laughs) Damn, that's crazy. So they're going to like have these lines of people and they're going to be like, "Uh, Palestinians... I mean, at first, at first. Wait, so who said that one? Who actually said, like, was it the government? I mean, it's in the news, isn't it? I saw it too. I have have to search it up, but I think there's been um, several different sources that have said that. I mean, even if it's not true, it wouldn't surprise me that someone came up with that because it seems like something that would happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pegging yeah. though. Yo, yo, yo! Real quick though, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna do something fun. I want you guys to predict the month by the t- like the month that we are more likely to get vaccinated. Us four, right here. By when do you guys think we're gonna be having the vaccine available to us? Isaiah, go. Tomorrow? What? Everybody's going this week. What are you saying? Are you serious? Yes. Your family. Or your mom is obviously I mean, a healthcare worker. It's not like a, She's a it's doctor. Not, it's not. There's no issue getting to that here. Like, it's not. The lines well, are yeah, crazy I mean, of everywhere. Course. I, I think, like I York, think what California. he's. I think what he's trying to ask is when do you think it'll be? Yeah, mad, you think it'll be mad? widely available? Yes, widely available yeah. for the general oh, you public. You said us. You just said average. The four of us. Yeah, I mean, when do you guys think Bro. we are gonna get it? When do you think Juan's gonna get vaccinated? When the we that he's talking. The we that he's talking about is just people in general, everyday like the people. General public. I mean, yeah, yes. but I'm I'm referring to us four. Yeah, but then you confuse mm, Isaiah because I feel you. I'll give you. I'll give you my answer. I think it's gonna be like peak of summer for us hopefully i don't know about september What's peak of summer july um, hopefully like two months before yeah, that no, so like yeah june july. july okay yeah mine mine would have to be um september or anywhere between the latter stages of summer until september just because i think retroactively What's going to happen is if we're a little bit short on or we're behind schedule, they're just going to push to try to um, have everyone ready or children, especially to be able to attend schools in person comfortably by August or September. But the thing is, I I don't I don't know if we have the infrastructure in this country to be able to widely distribute this vaccine yet. So I, I would like to see, especially with now Biden coming in. Yeah, that's going to be a big task for him coming. in. Oh, yeah. And he did say that's going to be uh, his priority as soon as he comes into office. So we'll he see said what happens. A lot of things. Right. He said a lot of things. The but 2000 stimulus check, right? He's like I said, he said a lot of things. Let's yeah. see if it actually happens. I've seen, I've seen. But this we, picture. we can at least say before. that anything that he wants to do is now way more likely to happen simply because the, the Democrats now control the Senate. Depends. Depends. Yeah. Depends. Okay, Depends. but it's because more likely. Now, it's more oh, likely, course, bro. But the, yeah. No, of course. I'm not I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying because now the most important person in the United States of America is Joe Manchin, who has repeatedly gone on and said that he's not going to um, vote for certain things that they're trying to pass. So what it looks like that they're going to be able to do is just they're going to have to push what the things that they want to do under a budget 
I forgot what was the thing, a budget thing that forces it that the tiebreaker, whoever has the tiebreaker wins. So they might push for immigration reform, something with COVID. I don't know. And then I don't know if they're going to be able to pass anything for healthcare. So it's kind of interesting to Bro, see what they're going to do. Hype, people hype about uh, like st- school loans and stuff like forget it bro like there's no way there's people have no what i said people hype about student loans like, oh it's yeah not happening. It's it will not happen that's not. my prediction i don't think it's gonna happen i'm like 80 percent sure it's not gonna happen that's huge what about student that's loans though that we're gonna getting it paid getting it paid entirely yeah i heard something yeah i think if i think if they wanted to for it to happen it would happen but they're they're not going they're not going to push it yeah, no, too much stuff ahead of it. They, when too you much, are passing, yeah, when it's when when, when, when you're in the height of COVID and you're passing defensive stimulus for the de- defense the, for the defense department that is not needed that would have cost that would have helped paid some of the loans that they, they have their priorities and they know their priorities and it's not that. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I maybe at the end of his presidency or something maybe three years four years in i have no idea but well we don't know yet we what's don't know gonna happen after two years yeah in two years you still have to be up to the senate you can races. be hopeful that's true do y'all think that the the like after a lot more people get vaccines a lot of the skeptics are going to stop being skeptics no man I mean, those, people are, those people are it, bro those people they don't are crazy, think it exists bro. now they don't think it exists now. So when it's not existing, then it's going to be the same thing. Yeah. Nothing will yeah. change. For- so no, no. Like I'm talking about the people who think that the, the vaccine is dangerous, right? They're like, oh, it's gonna. Here's the issue: people don't understand that, like, when you get shots and stuff like that, you're getting the virus. So it's like, you no, may I know have side effects. No, saying, they don't know. They don't know. I know they don't work. So I mean, that's they what they're gonna know. see. What, they're what gonna I'm be like, bro. Is- there's gonna be some cases of people who get sick, and they're gonna be like, "Nah, I, what yeah. I tell you." There's gonna be like super, like a small amount of people that get like what secondary, uh, secondary effects and stuff, and they're gonna be like, "No, oh no." Yeah, they're gonna say it's it's actually they're implanting you with something crazy with a chip, bro, so they can. Do you think it's gonna get worse? No, honestly, everything is gonna get worse under. I feel like it's hard to change an anti-vaxxer's mind. To be honest, I, that's I think that's that's what I think. I think it gets better if we are we we see hundreds and thousands of examples of people taking it and they're they have side effects, but once it's over, they're able to move without the lives and not contract COVID. Because I think one of the other biggest question marks is if, if the people that have the COVID vaccine can they transmit it to someone else? They're not gonna have like they're not gonna be affected by it, but can they transmit it to someone else? Because I think they don't know yet. But I think yeah, I think strains. Yeah, I think once a bunch of people have taken it, it's gonna be like indisputable. But I think I, I was reading I was reading a this uh his, one of the most famous historians, I forgot his name, sorry. But he was saying that anti vaxxers grew because vac- vaccination in the history of like humans has hasn't been like science has been so like forward and innovative that there hasn't been a point where disease wasn't as uh like prominent so now the vaccines have been so effective at killing diseases that people are like oh these vaccines are doing this and this and this when in reality it's not it's like a curse of they're doing their job but because now that there's less like sickness and stuff that people are claiming that it's a result of the vaccines that there's even any sickness does that make sense yeah and that's why you see more people being wary of vaccines in first world countries rather than in third world countries when you have more problems with diseases right 
Like yeah. if you go to a, to a place that has a high instance of yellow fever, the people there are not going to be like, oh, I don't want to take the vaccine. But if you go to, you know, yeah, it very, all goes back to how uh, totally different story. Educated story. you yeah. are. Yeah. No, 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 it's not even about being educated. It's just about so, like the instance, like Yadiel said, like the instance of diseases. Yeah, it's it's just it's just a it's like um. I was gonna bring out a nerdy po- a political thing that we learned, but I'm just gonna say it just it's like you have all this all this abundance of technology that helps suppress vaccines or helps suppress diseases that then they turn around and do the opposite and claim oh if there's any diseases at all they're because of the vaccines and they don't realize that vaccines are actually limiting them. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, you're cursed for doing what it's supposed to be doing, which is killing, uh, killing diseases or mitigating their effects. Bro, I right. want to say something real quick. Isn't it crazy? Like looking at the big picture, isn't it crazy how all this just happened out of nowhere? Like we were just all living our, our college lives going along with them, you know, living mm-hmm. life and out of nowhere. It didn't out happen of nowhere. out of nowhere. Okay, bro. What do you mean? Why are you trying to deny everything I freaking say? Because it didn't bro, it happen, did happen out, out of nowhere. nowhere. <laughs> I don't, one day, you heard the, vo- the word COVID-19. And you were like, what is that? Facts, yeah, but facts. we had time to prepare. Yeah. You had time to prepare. We weren't affected until March. Of course. Yeah, but out of nowhere, out of nowhere, you heard the word COVID. Right, At one true. point or another. I mean, you, you have heard- to learn yeah, a new word every year. That's what you're yeah. saying. We were just chilling vibing living our lives you can say that with any though you can say that with any historical like all right relax. so okay <laughs> like it's i'm not talking about any historical occurrence i'm talking about covid i know but that but the explanation happens with anything like it, it's just at least I severity. you heard this word and it severely changed everything okay yeah yeah i mean yeah i can say all right whatever what stops us okay. what stops you're trying to help just... your argument you just like not yeah. compre- no 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 yeah. <laughs> no but i, 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 I can say i can uh, never mind it just got me thinking like what's uh telling us that this is not going to happen again in our lifetimes bro you know covid covid 23 something you know quarantine part two once we're in our 30s or something like a decade from now what's what's stopping it from happening hap- from all of this happening again nothing by the time we hit 30 it always happens it's it's always happens throughout the the history of humans it's always disease is always prevalent yeah it's just that we've been fortunate that technology has limited like the the small ones like smallpox or like the basic fever but it's always been a part just it's it's always evolving the the diseases thankfully we live live in this day and age that uh, technology has helped us in so many ways yeah all, all these technological advances when it comes to disease have helped us too. And like, just as it's helped us, there's also been like precautions because when it comes to like social media and people talking about politics, technology has been running rampant. Like social media has been running rampant on just changing the landscape of politics as we know, especially last year, I would have to say, especially with people stuck inside where they had to rely more on it. So just wanted to, like the way I saw last year when it came to politics was just Trump uh, specifically just being or leaders around the world more mo- moving towards more of um displaying their message over social media even more than ever which i thought was it's naturally occurring but i thought it was very interesting to see the um the effects of it yeah Benjamin, <laughs> i don't know what to say after that bro <laughs> <laughs> well the effects of what specifically just just of um 
how politics has changed more as the as more and more introduction of technology has happened with social media you'll have politicians that are on twitch playing among us with people <laughs> you'll have the u.s army trying to recruit people to go into the army by being on twitch yeah bro army be capping though they they play too much off these video games i've been watching the commercials bro and yeah. these dudes at home be like oh, i'm gonna be right there on the floor in the gulag like no yeah. bro you're gonna be at a desk typing that's it they're well, gonna you're gonna you be through hell week you're gonna go crazy bro, but they make a desk doing nothing. those commercials oh, you're make it sound like you're in call of duty bro. another you're gonna be sent to destabilize another country <laughs> nah 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 <laughs> they wish they could do that too bro that's like some jack ryan stuff they're not doing nothing bro yeah. they're sitting at home doing nothing the thing they're gonna be go oh i'm gonna be doing crazy stuff kill shot no bro you don't 360 no scope third year yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's just like the U.S. Army has their own Twitch, and they were mad because they saw like other politicians going on there and getting way more numbers. And they're like, because they're using they're using Twitch as a recruiting tool to get. Can you imagine crazy. that? You just get recruited by, by the army to play Twitch about warfare. It's not. It's like it's like all types of games. They just try to get people to go. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, so no, hold on, hold up. Here's the thought though. Our generation, you know, whoever from our generation goes on to become a politician, th- doesn't matter what type of politician, you know, government, any type of government position, they they're gonna have to be careful because people now that we've been we've been having social media for so long, bro. There's gonna be some dirt on those people. You know what I'm saying? That's what is yep. crazy. I feel like yeah, we're the first yep. generation where it's like everything we've done is, is on, online. Is online, and yes. Now- there's someone who's MIT smart who can just type in your name and go on the dark web and type in all these codes and find everything about you. Yeah, Manuchin over here, I'm, bro. They know how they know they they, went, they go on Twitter, search advanced search, and look up okay. the N word, and then they find people. Using <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah. Back then. yeah. Dale's on. Yeah. Dale's, uh, he's been on it on this topic for for a while. Now. I remember whenever he's um uh, not in his right state of mind, he's like, don't. Because it's just don't put me on you, the camera, bro. I'm gonna be president oh, one just, day. It's just because I'm see, gonna be president one day. No, I don't it's like, like bro. Don't even get that camera, bro. Me, bro. I say that's it's a joke. Crazy. But let's say you're running for attorney general, and then like some guy from the other campaign team's like, "Yo, let me just look up this guy's like this, advanced search," and then just starts looking up yo, like random yeah. stuff, and like <laughs> Alex runs, and it's he's not gonna be able to get that position. No, oh, hey, like who's yeah, doing man. that, bro? Yeah, deals down. Yeah, deals. Yeah, the other opponent's gonna hit hit me up. He's like, "Hey, you you were friends with the other college, right?" I was like, "Oh yeah, he was my boy." Hey, yo, you got some dirt on him? Hey, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a thousand bucks. Yeah. Hey, what you different. need? What you need, boss? It's what you different. need? They don't they gonna move like three. You know, be working for these people. It's gonna be Nardwar. Yeah. Thanks. Whoa. Whoa. That's, that's scary. Wait, what do you say? Nardwar. I know for Nardwar. sure Drake Drake contacted Narwar asking about Pusha T uh, dirt, but Narwar oh, yeah, was for sure, for sure. <laughs> that man had everything on deck. Drake went to Virginia and put out a hit talk about dirt for Pusha for 3K. Yeah, then Pusha went back to you are hiding a child. Oh, bro, no, I'm telling you. Narwar has the. <laughs> Narwar, Narwar is FBI. Okay. CIA audit. I don't know this Nordwar character, so I'm going to keep quiet. Bro. Vlad TV is Search the him feds up. And you guys at home, oh. if you don't know who he is. Nardwar, the human serviette, he is one of, if not the best interviewer in the music game. Bro, some of the best memes come from there because artists are like, oh, like, uh, what's his name? Black Youngster. 
He's like, how you know that? How you know that? Is he, is he, a, is he, a, is he a member of the African American community? Yes. No. No. <laughs> He's the oh, Norwar, Norwar isn't. Norwar isn't. Yeah. No, his he's membership is declined. He's a white Canadian. He's, yeah. he's from Vancouver. Yeah. Dude, 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 loose Jerry Curl. Oh. Dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, Isaiah, that, the, the, the guy that. Man, who is you? Is you the FBI? Is you yes, the CIA? Wait, yeah, the you did, you did, right? Yeah. Like, or is it crazy no, outfit? Hey, Yadel's on point, though. Vlad TV don't even have to do, bro. Do you know Vlad TV? Either of you guys? I know you don't know, but you know Vlad TV? No. All right, you so told imagine, me about it. Here, imagine, imagine, <laughs> imagine, uh, Juan, you're an up and coming artist, right? You're like, bro, uh huh. I need some publicity. So or money. get your, your agent or money. Yeah. Get your agent, call up Vlad, be like, yo, I'm trying to come on the show. Vlad's like, uh, just wondering, have you committed any crime? Oh, yeah, bro, I committed. All right, bet you can come on the show. Hangs up oh. the phone. You're like, all right, that's weird. You get there, right? <laughs> First of all, I've been hearing that he's not even in the room, bro. Bro's on a laptop, which is crazy to me. What? But anyway, you get to the room, right? They set up the laptop, put it on Zoom like this, and they start asking you questions. No, I feel like he just says, hey, how are you? Hey, bro, I've been in these streets. Yeah, I've been doing all these crimes. I got like 17 convictions. They tell everything to bro, and then their, their YouTube video goes viral, and then Vlad just... Sends it to the FBI. I mean, bro, like, the bro. cops have literally come out and said that his interviews have helped them close out investigations, bro. What? He'll be like, "Yo, what were you doing April seventeenth at ten p.m. on two thousand nineteen?" And the guy was like, "Wait, what? Huh? How you know that?" And the guy was like, "And then, and then he just tries to skirt past because he didn't get an answer." No, 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 no. Or sometimes they'd be like, "Huh? What?" Oh, actually, yeah, I was uh, committed a felony, my nigga. Yeah, be like what? Like they, they bro, <laughs> I would never go on that? that show. They just go and snitch to themselves. Hell yeah. no, bro. I was sitting at my house and one came through. I said, bow, 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 bow. Why do? I said, why do oh we... shit! And then, yeah, another, and, then and then a man ran right off. There. Man ran off. He, another one came through the stairs and I said, bow, bow, bow. That soldier boy, soldier. That was soldier boy's. Uh, what's it called? interview with him he was saying like yeah they came in the room he was talking about how he had a home invasion happen and he just basically was talking about how he had to defend himself but he over exaggerated like crazy he's like i did a backflip 360 spin under the legs ow shot that nigga in the back and then i got this other i was like bro if you don't shut up no one believes you oh yeah that video is i'm, I'm confused though if if this man's already got this rep on him why do up-and-coming artists keep going with him because it's publicity. Exposure, you don't right? have to say anything you don't okay. have to say much like you can also They're sometimes like, like you haven't committed the crimes yet you haven't committed all these crazy crimes yet but you committed some stuff yeah. in the past then when you commit more stuff then the fbi is onto you and then they use the past stuff for more information so uh, it's not like they go there with like oh yeah i'm gonna get in trouble they go there for the publicity because vlad tv is huge and he's been in the business for years a lot he anti-black <sighs> i mean Damn. They go there, bro, so he, he goes. Yeah, he go. Every time people go there, they get arrested, or no, they, they something gets pinned to them every time. It's just what's crazy to me is people saying he's not even in the room. They just put a laptop on a desk, <laughs> and bro, bro is safe. So anything goes down, like you're not going to do nothing but break the computer. I think it depends on the interview because I've heard, I've, I've seen some where he, like, I've heard him in the room. It sounds clear. Yeah, that's well. Bro. He's upgraded the laptop. It's just people out here, bro, like for clout and stuff, they just don't they'll, they'll snitch on themselves. So they don't it makes care. no sense.
But now that we're on the subject of members of the African American community, let's talk about. I, I want to talk about BLM and how it's changed. How how looking at it now after seeing what happened in the Capitol, I've seen a lot of tweets about people oh. saying, "Wow, if these people were BLM or Af- members of the African American community, this shit would have gone down so much differently, bro." What I'm saying is. It's okay to have a rally, right? That was a huge one. It's like 10,000 people. It's okay to have all that. With no masks? Yeah, as long as you're wearing Bro, Okay, whatever. Half haven't had mask, half didn't, whatever. If you're at a rally half, period... Half is a lot. Bro, if you're at a rally period, I mean, your mask doesn't only do so much, but when people are like shoulder to shoulder bumping with 10,000 people, I mean, I I have difficulty with rallies and stuff like that. I, I'm not going to get into that, though. But all I'm saying <laughs> is... That when it escalated to that point, I'm not going to blame it on all the people who it went because I know we all have some friend or acquaintance who's a Republican, not necessarily a Trump supporter, but a Republican who may have gone to that kind of thing, but they're not going to be taking part in those crazy actions that happened over there. But for the people who did go into those actions, I mean, yeah, if they were black, it's game, they over, not it's, it's game season. They're going crazy on them. Ima- bro, just imagine. It's, it's going to be they- like Soldier Boy, poof, poof, shoot him on the leg, backflip. <laughs> Imagine if the guy that took the podium from the Senate was black, bro. Oh, my God. Bro, when I saw these bros inside, kicked up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Stealing her mail, which is a federal crime, bro. Oh, he's Stealing mail? mail is a federal crime. Yeah, they crime, stole her mail. What was so yeah. dumb is his wife is just, like, taking the clearest picture of him. I'm like, all right. He's just smiling. Yeah, like, y'all from a different. He knows he doesn't era. have to be afraid of that. Well, okay, what? so so y'all, y'all think that, I mean, I agree with y'all, but y'all think that this would have been a lot different if it were, say, a BLM protest. Do y'all think that this specifically or anything that happened in the recent past is going to change the, the future of BLM in 2021? What do you think is going to happen with the movement now that it firmly, well, it was already established, but it had a very... Um, volatile period back in june where you know the entire world was was watching and then you know kind of simmered down a little bit and then now you have this that could potentially spike up you know anything related to it again potentially yeah. what do y'all see I, in 2021 i think to, the biggest you know, blm the biggest i want to hear our two members of understand the yeah yeah keep going yeah good yeah go ahead the biggest issue that people don't understand is there's two things right there's the idea of BLM and there's the group itself. I don't care anything about that group. Like to me, BLM, the group doesn't mean anything to me at all. The idea of Black Lives Matter is the most important thing, which doesn't even have to carry that name. It can move on in any other facet. The idea spans with talking to people around you, doing things in your community, checking on your black friends, seeing what you can do to help them. But we all know like the black square stuff like that just came and go it came and it went right but that of was course. because it was attached to it was attached to the blm group whatever just kind of stand firm for them cool it's like any it's, it's almost like a charity event do that thing move on and then take on with your life and then maybe put the black fist in your bio for a few weeks and you're straight like you dodge the bullet no one's gonna come attack you in the dms no one's gonna come attack you in person you're affiliated you're straight the real thing that needs to happen is the movement within the idea that Black Lives Matter, understanding what that actually means, what it represents, why it's different from 
the Blue Lives Matter, which was created as a counter protest. Counter movement, yeah. Yeah, so it's not like, a protest of anti-blackness, not of poli- of police people, not a support yeah, of police. I mean, these are the same people that went into the Capitol yesterday and were beating up on police to get inside. Yo, 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 no. Did you guys see? Did I send the video? The cops opened the gates for them, bro. The cops opened the the, the, the thing that separates the actual capital, you know, the gray metal uh, fences or whatever that you can move. The cops opened them up for them, bro. I saw the video. It's crazy. I mean, so like, I don't know. You, you kind of see stuff like that just right there. But I, all I'm saying is like the ideology behind it is way more important and way stronger than any name it could hold. It doesn't have to have a name. It just needs actions. It needs people taking responsibility. It needs people understanding their position and all of this, understanding their their role in our society, whether you're white, black, or anywhere in between. But you do. I know you got something. Um, in terms of uh, BLM for the future, I think. Well, in terms of, I'm gonna respond to the things you said about the ideas. Well, people, people are temporary. People die. People leave this earth, but ideas stay forever. Ideologies was more most important. Yeah. So now, what do you do with this ideology? I think as of right now, BLM is very dependent on when the next tragedy strikes, and when the attention is on them. Yeah. This is the problem because as soon as a tragedy strikes, people are back on here, or the same people who like to push things like. 1350 which is why do black people commit 50% of crimes this is this is like the their talking point 50 yeah. 50% of crimes that they're only 13% or they'll push certain ideas but when a tragedy strikes they're oh yeah this is bad it's just a continuous cycle this is this the George Floyd was just the most recent one it's been happening since the 60s right. and it's going to continue to happen now how do you break that cycle what have, what ha- has to happen is you have to have actual policy change and you have to actually attack the root issue, which I think was prevalent yesterday. I think yesterday might have been a day that gives people ammunition to, um, for the people who were in the middle or who didn't know that just Blue Lives Matter and other anti-Black Lives Matter movement was just more of anti-Black and Brown sentiment rather than um, actual support for the police is very prevalent so i want to see where that moves but in terms of blm the movement itself the ideology we'll see what happens Do you see I it's more cyclical in that sense i I'm, I'm i'm when it comes to when it comes to things yeah. like this i'm very pessimistic just because when i study history especially history of black people brown people in this country i don't i, I see the, the the issues that blm bring up been prevalent in the 60s and our leaders then were killed and in the 70s and the 80s so what it's going to take is going to be actual policy change uh, actual grassroots and i yeah. think blm and their ideology that we want or the black people that follow their ideology is going to be very dependent on the next two years of biden's presidency i think the biggest blessing for people like me that are progressives are now that biden has every single part of government other than the supreme court of other than the supreme yeah to be able to do policy what he wants if they're not able to get it done they have no one else to blame but themselves if they're not if they do it's this is this is going to be the situation they either do what they the policies that they promise people or they don't do it and the party's going to have to either d- become 
destroyed from the inside or it's gonna have to move left there's no one there's nowhere to run now you have all forms of government the neo the neoliberals have control what's about to happen so i think that's more that's that's more of a um a macro issue that's connected to blm what's going to happen in the next two years are the policies that they've been pushing for they're actually going to be enacted and if not then the cycle continues that, that that's that's my very long-winded ramble and take it's going to be very dependent on the next two years okay but like what do you see do you like what's gonna the be actual enacted? huh do you think they're going to be enacted I don't not I don't necessarily not, this next year or even the next I'm not administration, ho- I'm not very hopeful about these policies being enacted when it comes to um Democrats just because as soon as the centrists in their party were losing races they went back and blamed BLM so I don't see them enacting these policies so we're going to have to see the policies don't even have to be actually on the macro level, it's also micro, state by state, city by city. What's gonna happen? Yeah. Okay, but then like, what do you see though? Like, what's a, what's something that you can say like, when we're on this same week, the first week of the next year, 2022, what are you gonna look back at and say, okay, this is one major thing that definitely changed. I would want, I think, I think, I think holding police accountable but that would yes. require the intri- entire structural change of how police work, which I think is yeah. the hardest one, That's because really it's the, the problem really? isn't an individual. It's like yeah. it's like trying to solve poverty or something. If you solve poverty for one individual, yes, it might help them, but you're not solving the systematic issues. So it, how do you oh. reform the police? I think another one would be structuring of funding, yeah, which I think is going to be a hot topic issue. How do you mm-hmm. restructure funding? Are you going to force them to go? To school more which might require more funding how are you gonna deviate the funds for that and this is also talking about the cities that actually have the money not the smaller cities that are underfunded things like that how would we be able to move what will be the initiatives of um that these cities that are struggling um where a lot of black and brown people live what city what, what will be enacted what, what what will the government do because now they have on the national level they have control what's going to happen We'll so I say, if I sit here, if I sit here two years from now, and I don't feel like any policy has been passed that has been welcoming. First, I don't. I think then they're. It's going to be very well. We'll see because they look good for 2022 for when it comes to Senate races. But the the party's going to have to decide what they're going to do because if they fail to get at least some the most basic policies that people are asking for, their party is going to now start to lose a lot of races. Because they have no one else to blame but themselves. Nice. It's going to happen in the next few years. I think that's very dependent on BLM. And I think BLM, I think we have. I think Democrats aren't going to help the BLM movement when it comes to the anti-framing. Because looking at just demographics and polling, most people after the George Floyd uh, case, after BLM was very prevalent, was the peak of voter registrations for New Democrats which yeah. as we see now has been very very good when it comes to winning elections so we're gonna see what's gonna happen are the democrats going to repay the people that gave them the power that's a good way of putting it we'll, we'll have to wait and see man <sighs> but uh, do you see um do you see like how democrats they have much more to 
Loose. handle. Like they have, they have no, oh. they, they have too much. They have to be focused on. Like I feel like Republicans, even though there's like different sectors of them and all these factions, they're more like everyone's kind of still on the same page, so to speak. But I they're, feel like Democrats, they're under, they're under the, they're under the same umbrella. Democrats are more fragmented. Yeah, but there's the so many is, different factions. And but the thing is that the, the thing is is that the people that are in power within the party are not part of the progressive wing. They're no, they're the, not. They're the neoliberals classic. So if they don't even extend an olive branch to left wingers in any sense, which the right wing is very good at bringing everyone under the same umbrella to, to, to push forward, if they don't even offer some sort of policy. Maybe if it's like bringing Bernie to be the budget commissioner or whatever the position is that people are getting mad that he might be. If they don't even extend the olive branch, then they're going to be split. Yeah. Because the party's going to be forced Heavily split to move to the left if they mm. have power for the next two years and they're not able to accomplish policies that the voters want they're going to be forced to move left because who can you blame are you going to blame the republicans the republicans don't have the power are you going to blame the left wingers well the left wingers are going to vote with you they're already they're secure they just want to see some policy enacted and yeah. this is also what happened in obama's first two years yeah we're gonna see it's gonna be quite interesting i think it's gonna take a lot of a lot of patience though on behalf of us as well because one of the biggest things that i see that a lot of people don't take into account is whenever a new president comes in he has to bear the burden of not all the presidents before him but kind of at the same to the same extent so right like, because there's a there's a bit of a lag between what the last president did and what mm -hmm. effect that has on the country yep yep so that's I think it's just realistically holding them to the fire when it comes to policies that they can pass. That when there's policies that require more than the tiebreaker, I'm not going to be like, oh, why didn't we pass it? Because I know the political capital isn't there. But when it comes to, I mean, I mean, I think one of the biggest things that can be passed is immigration reform. You have Republicans that are saying we have to be soft on immigration because to get more hispanics to vote republican we need to be soft on immigration so the votes are there can we pass yeah. amnesty can we pass amnesty for people here so best of both worlds in my opinion and i think that if, if we want to talk about if we want to talk about bringing everyone together even though i i, I disagree sometimes that's the best strategy let's say you give republicans um they can design how they want to have uh, control of um, what's it called uh, refugees or everything but people that are already inside here work work towards the, the people that are already here that are contributing that are paying taxes how can we have a path of citizenship here because they're already here they're already contributing to society they're already paying taxes they're not criminals then what's you're holding them to a second degree citizen status and it's just hurting everyone around them because they can't get vaccines can't get health care what do you do so i think that's gonna right. be i think that they're gonna be able to easily push because they have the numbers even republicans are gonna be there on yeah. certain things they're, they're not going to be able to i don't think any healthcare uh is going to be able to be medicare for us to be able to pass i don't expect it to but i think on the things where it's they can put it under the budget commission thing that forces them to vote with the tiebreaker it's, it's possible my dream goals i don't know I, the dream goals would require them to break the filibuster and i don't think they're going to do it joe manchin said he's not going to vote for it so we'll see what happens uh-huh so I know there's a bunch of stuff we can talk about in terms of politics. You know, we have the new administration coming in. We have the very recent events that just happened. 
but um, I kind of just want to ask you guys, do you have instance, for example? In terms of prediction, like really quick through sports, I got for the predictions, I got Chiefs and Green Bay in the championship and I got the Chiefs retaining the chip. Uh, yeah, if we're doing football, I guess I know Green. Um, yeah, Green Bay, Green Bay going to the championship. I think the Chiefs will probably somehow figure out a way to lose to the Bills, the Buffalo Bills. Oh, that's a good show. The Bills and the Packers. And then also, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford will leave the Lions for the 2022 season. John Watson gets traded, is my prediction. I, I don't know anything about football, so I'm going to go ahead with the same predictions. For basketball, what do you think is going to happen? The Lakers are going to go back-to-back again, bro. There's no team that can match I, I don't i don't like saying this but there's no team that can go up against lebron and ad and the lakers and how much how much how many players they've acquired this offseason bro sheesh let's have more of a, sheesh. have more of a hot take because that's not really hot take i might have a hot take um i think fuck it i think luca wins mvp this year oh yeah oh yeah okay. he will for sure Damn. I don't know if it's for sure because he's I, not he's not he's not like a front runner right now, I think in odds, but I, I see him winning. Especially if he gets Mavs like in a good spot in the playoffs. Or, or we'll see. I agree. Well I'm gonna give uh-huh. two predictions for two different sports for soccer. Right. Even though there's a bunch of crazy stuff going on across the, the domestic world and across a very you know, on many different leagues, uh, my prediction is actually for the Euro twenty twenty one tournament. Finally coming around much as I hate saying it, I think England have a shot. I know they're choke artists. I hope they don't win it, but I think they have a shot. And I think the other country that people need to watch out for, who has slowly and very quietly risen up again, is Italy. You just got to look at the, the qualification results. We've been doing really well. Soccer. I got Harry Kane breaking the all-time assist record in the Premier League. Passing Thierry on uh, I'll cap on that. All right, guys, moving on to our last, one of our last parts of the podcast, our, our uh, fan favorite, <laughs> Counselor's Corner. Let's see what the guys have for uh, advice this week. Who wants to go first? What do you guys got? What do you guys got? What wisdom will come out of your mouth this week? Please let us know. I'd like to go first. The new year is, uh, you know, just about a week behind us. I always like to say that for anyone who's out there trying to hold their new year's resolution try to beat the 21 day mark for new year's goals uh there's been a lot of studies that say that around three weeks is the time that you need to take in order to make whatever you're trying to do into a habit so if you're you're still going you're a whole weekend a whole week and a half in just keep it up do it another week and a half and by that point it's gonna get a lot easier for you to keep it up so I watch a lot of sermons and a lot of speeches in my free time. And one pastor was talking about what happens next. And I think a lot of times when we fail, when we do something wrong, when we just mess up in general, we kind of halt, we break down. But I think the most important thing to think of, which is what this pastor said, is the word then. It's really important. You can put a period and you can end the sentence or you can put a comma and say, then what happens next after this, then what will they, what will, what will people see in future? Or what will you say in future? When you look back at that situation, I stopped, I didn't do anything. 
or then this happened then i did this then i took that next step then i went back then you know just kind of keeping that thought process in your mind what happens next so i just think it's important for when you're doing things in life even if you do mess up even if you do fail at times always think about then what's the next what's the next thing to happen you deal with mine i'm gonna have one to start off the year so i'm gonna go off of one of my favorite books from uh, man's search for meaning and it's basically no man should judge unless he asks himself in absolute honesty whether in a similar situation he might not have done the same and i think this context that he's saying the quote he's, he's talking about the people in germany because the guy in the book was in a um in a camp in one of those camps in the, in the 1940s concentration camp sorry but he basically talks about what he what what he's when he's reflecting over his life he talks about that we are so quick to deem other people to say tell other people like they shouldn't be doing this or they shouldn't be doing that but we don't really know what they're going through even though this it's like it's cliche but like they could be perfect on the outside and we judge them on that and something at home is just not right or mentally they're not there like and especially after everything that the last year has been so for this is just trying to be not just mental and then keep it more on working on themselves which is extremely generic but i think a generic one to start off the year is very good get ready for our first recommendations of the year yes i got some music for you guys what you got juan some nice dope music to listen to to start off the year so what you got you guys know that one of my favorite artists is saba saba the rapper all right and saba's been consistently releasing singles for the past half year i think and he released okay. two somewhat recently they're called so and so and are you down part two i highly recommend these two songs they're, they're very good so you guys know i'm a big game of thrones fans so i've seen uh seen the mm. show read the books big george R. martin fan uh so i was reading his blog the other day he uh recommended this author called bernard cornwell i don't know kind of a boring name but uh his books though he writes this uh these historical novels type of books um it's also i mean kind of like game of thrones you know medieval type of thing no uh it's more fictional though more set on set on real historical uh events there's no magic there's no uh, dragons or anything it's just more uh, more of the medieval aspect but it's called the last kingdom that's the first book i think there's like six of them it's really good go check it out if you're into historical novels it's about it it's it's set in ninth century england when the danes are you know ravaging through the country and uh yeah it's pretty good check it out you can't always listen to you know the boom bap you got to listen to some some smooth tunes some some slow songs and i always like to wind down you know end of the day i don't like listening to rap at night unless i'm going out with friends and stuff like that i like to listen to a lot of um female artists or just r&b in general um my person that i've chosen for today is janae aiko she's a really 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 good vocalist and the song that i'm gonna choose from her recent album Kilombo, i think it's called is um pray for you really 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 good song so yeah go check that out her vocals are so clear and clean so yeah that's what i got um yeah so for my recommendation, I'm going to go with a book that I honestly think has been one of the best books I've ever read, which is um, 
uh, a brief history of humankind sapiens by yuval noah harari um i read it a great book. it was on my reading list but i just never got to it and i decided to read it just when i was at work when i was on spare time and it's literally the best way i can describe it is if you want to understand why humans or why we move in a certain way you have to study the past which I, we, i've said that before but this book in 443 pages basically condensing condenses down the entire of human history into a book but the way it's said it, it it's i think it's it's one of the most influential books isn't important i think it was on obama's reading list and other like important people but it's one of the best books i've ever read and i think i would strongly recommend for you to read it shout it out again shout it out again uh it's a brief history in humankind sapiens by yuval noah harari one of the actually one of the most famous historians uh in the world today is that the one that you quoted back uh yeah earlier? i quoted i quoted earlier when you were talking about uh the vaccines nice well you guys that was the this week's recommendations hope you guys check them out if you feel like it hope you enjoyed that was the end of the episode you guys thank you so much for tuning in for season two big changes coming up big surprises stay tuned you know we love you guys we appreciate you guys thank you guys for lending us your ears once again and we wish you nothing but the best for this 2021 stay strong we'll see you guys next time see you, guys soon. Soon. See you next week guys Tuning in to another episode of the Minority Report Podcast. We just want to thank everyone for the support and feedback on this 